0: the day that we've been talking about going to happen now oh basically for about a month and a half now federal reserve decision day on our interest rates and uh, it obviously means things are going to be mildly interesting on the stock market let's see how interesting it sounds to philip statler from statler financial services who is on the phone even as we speak philip good morning how are
1: you good morning dave hey doing well doing well and uh it's uh hey welcome to november
0: And, uh, well, yesterday we ended up doing a little bit of a recovery. I had green ink on uh, the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ, 124 up on the Dow, 27 up on the S&P, and 62 up on the NASDAQ. It was a pretty good day, but I'll bet a nickel it didn't save October one tiny bit, did it?
1: No, it really didn't, Dave. So I look at the numbers, and uh, across the board, everything was negative for the month. Uh, the mm-hmm. Dow was down 1.4% for the month of October. S&P 500 was down almost 2.6%. The NASDAQ 100, not the NASDAQ, but the NASDAQ 100, those top 100 stocks, down three, a little over three and a quarter percent. Um, and the big loser, Dave?
0: Russell, I'm assuming. Down almost 6%. Well, that is right, poopy. My headline on my uh, tip sheet this morning, said the Standard & Poor's 500 notches a three-month losing streak, first time the S&P has lost three months in a row since March of 2020. In order to get this crapola, you've got to be in the middle of a pandemic. We've had three consecutive losing months, and the last time we did that, we were all sicker than dogs and hiding in our homes. Now, there's something that's a cartoonish indication of just how volatile things are, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it is uh, definitely not uh, not heading in the right direction, and maybe, just maybe we can turn that around today.
0: It would be nice, and the thing that will turn it around at all probability will be the Federal Reserve, number one, holding interest rates steady, and number two, saying, that's it, Bunky. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I don't expect them to tell us when they're planning on starting to ease off on interest rates. That would be just too much to ask. But, uh, you know, it would be sure nice if they kept things steady. And uh, then Paulson reaffirms that he has no intentions whatsoever of seeing another increase in December. He's been saying that. We just don't know what's happening for the November one.
1: Well, that's right. And just because he says that in December doesn't mean it won't happen.
0: No, oh, yeah. I mean, these the, the Fed governors do have independent streaks to them as well. But at the very least, Paulson, uh, he doesn't have two votes, but he's kind of got the weight of it. So if he says he doesn't expect it, there's at least a pretty good chance that it'll happen anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and, and hopefully so. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm hoping we go into the next year. It'd be nice if we just had no more rate increases, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen.
0: At the very least, let all the ones we've had bake in properly and find out whether or not we've done enough. I mean, inflation is not where we want it, but inflation is trending down. Jobs are not where, we, where, where the Fed wants them. But the ADP report this morning does show that at the very least they're trending in the direction that they want. 135,000 new jobs, according to to the big payroll service, expected this month. The report came out this morning, only 113,000 new private sector jobs. You can never count on the absolute number. But at the very least, it's going in the direction that they want it to go. I mean, 89,000 last month was an aberration more than anything. The trend has been to more than 130,000 jobs created in the country. And while it was up month over month, I'm kind of writing that 89 off as an aberration last month. So on the macro basis, the trend is down toward a softening job market without really putting a running ton of people out of work. This all should make the Fed happy.
1: It should. We'll we'll uh, we'll be holding our breath at about uh, what two o'clock today, right?
0: Oh yeah. As usually, if the charts for the uh, indexes are going to turn into a seismograph at two p.m. They always get first either way down or go way up and then settle in, digest the information. Does Paulson have a full formal press conference? Or are they just going to release the number? Nah. Nope, he's got a, two thirty. Two thirty. Okay.
1: He's talking. So yeah.
0: So oh, it could change Lord.
1: again at two thirty.
0: Absolutely. You know, we talk about the interest rates up to about 29% credit card bills and whatnot. One of the tidbits I found in one of my tip sheets, one of the big hedge fund owners Uh, is uh, really slamming Janet Yellen from her years at the Fed. He was saying, this woman screwed up royally. We should have made all the federal bonds that we issued, 30-year bonds and long-term bonds, while interest rates were down next to nothing. Now we're turning over a bunch of these two- and five- and seven-year bonds, and we're turning them over at monstrously high interest rates. She's killing the federal government. Geez, you and I were talking about that two years ago, weren't we?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, it's the interest rates are going to come back and hurt us pretty bad. Um, You you know, from a budgetary standpoint, uh, we've got to pay the interest. And I I saw, I read an article, I got 700 and something billion dollars this quarter and 800 and something dollar billion dollars in uh, the first quarter next year are all coming up for refinance.
0: And that ends up meaning we're going to end up seeing probably, well, you consider we go from about one quarter of a percent to five and a half percent on the reference interest rate. What do you figure that's going to do to those federal bond renewal rates?
1: Yeah, they're they're going to be up there, buddy. They're going to be up there. <laughs>
0: And when you consider the percentage of the federal budget that ends up going to servicing the federal debt, none of it looks good whatsoever. So, yeah, that hedge fund guy does have a point, and I'm kind of in the position of saying, hey, Philip and David told you that a long time ago, guys. Why weren't you listening, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh, lordy. Earnings season continues and uh, one of the one of the industries i've always been charmed by is i'm fascinated by the computer industry amd kind of started out as being a low-priced alternative to intel for pc based computers that should be a ticket to ride pretty well uh doesn't sound like it rode too well last quarter does it
1: well they they had a their quarter was i mean they made money and they were up they beat by like 2 cents a share nothing mm. nothing spectacular i think they came in at 70 cents a share instead of 68 cents a share. Um, but but they, um, you know, the big thing for them is guidance, right? So they Uh issued softer than expected revenue guidance for this fourth quarter. Um, however, they they had a bright spot for 2024. Their guidance there, especially for um the computer sector, was positive. So, so that was some good news. Uh, they were down earlier this morning. They have managed to go slightly green, like up a tenth of a percent. So, uh, so they're they're, uh, they're they're finally in the in the positive territory right now.
0: That's interesting that a tech company looks at a soft fourth quarter, especially AMD, because they power a lot of the home type computers that get bought heavily during the Christmas season. I'm rather surprised at that.
1: Well, other than maybe those have already been built.
0: That is a possibility, too. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> But looking at good guidance for 24, that's good. It means they expect business to go up a little bit.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the other one we had, we had CVS reported. Um, they beat on uh, earnings and revenue uh, for their third quarter. However, um, one of the KPIs that they look at in this company, especially since they own Aetna, right, mm-hmm. is – the medical benefit cost, how much do they have to pay out for every dollar of premium they get in? And that increased by 1% more than expected. And so, a uh, higher outpatient care cost, higher Medicare Advantage utilization. So, uh, some, some things there. So, CVS is getting hit this morning down uh, four and a third percent this morning.
0: I would imagine stockholders to saying, wait a minute you're paying yourself why can't you control the cost
1: huh? <laughs> you would think right um, and you know we've talked about match group off and on the dating service and they uh-huh. uh th- they reported um they uh, uh they, they missed on on revenue um for this last quarter and they gave lighter than expected guidance for the fourth quarter. Not excited about what's happening with them. They're down 8% this morning. Um, Yeah. Big drop for them. Wayfair online furniture retailer, um, Uh at least earlier this morning, they were down as much as 12%. They uh, third quarter missed their um, revenue expectations going forward. And so, uh, they, they did do better, I guess, from an earnings standpoint because they only lost 13 cents a share versus the 48 cent was expected. Um, but but their revenue was was down. And so I guess, you know, they were down, like I said, earlier this morning. They managed to bounce back. I think people probably looked at the, the initial report and then dove in and found out, well, maybe it's not so bad. Uh, they're trading up 2% this morning.
0: All righty. Got time for one or two more.
1: All right, so uh, we talk about uh, Zoom a lot, um, yep. and Zoom came in. They beat sales and earnings expectations, um, but they offered, again, softer guidance uh, for this upcoming quarter. They're down about four-tenths. Uh, let's see, what do you want next? We've got uh, – well, we we talked about Aetna. Let's look at Humana. Uh, they sure. reported as well. Um, they topped earnings. Uh, by about sixty cents a share, came in at seven dollars and seventy eight cents. Um, they did reaffirm their full year guidance. Um, so they uh, they're down about three percent right now.
0: All right. Well, the only thing I can contribute to that is you came across my ticker that uh, Yum Brands, the people that own Taco Bell, they beat on earnings, but revenue fell short. That kind of if you can't, if you can't sell cheap food, that's a problem
1: yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely
0: Re- resetting the table it was green yesterday on wall street at the close 45 minutes before we open it sounds like kind of a kissing your sister set of reports this morning how are we doing 45 minutes early
1: yeah it's kind of flat this morning I mean, the dow is slightly i mean slightly red it's like 14 dollars. the the s&p 500 is uh almost a tenth of a percent in the green up four dollars and the nasdaq 100 big winner right now they're up 20 bucks so um kind of a mixed bag at the open silver down another half a percent uh gold had a bad day yesterday uh they're down below 2000 again to $1,994 an ounce Crude oil must have had a good day yesterday, but they're bouncing back today because they're up 2.6%, and they're back up to $83.11 a barrel.
0: Yeah, and I think that's about uh, 75 cents lower than it was yesterday. So I'm, I'm beginning to see a day-to-day trend that I like seeing on the price of crude, aren't you?
1: Um, yeah, actually, I think that's a little bit higher, Dave, than what it was yesterday. Yesterday, it was 82 and some change.
0: Oh, is it was 82 yesterday? Okay. i yeah. was looking at the cents uh, level and figuring I remembered 83. <laughs> Well, I can always be optimistic, even if my memory fails me. Overseas markets, there was a mixed bag on the Asian rim yesterday. Nobody made any really big moves at 6 a.m. this morning, some up, some down. But we're talking like a third of a percent differences. European markets evenly up, but not really excitedly evenly up by in the third of a percent range halfway through the European trading day. A lot of things are going to happen this afternoon. And if uh, you're watching it like a hawk because you're worried about your retirement program, maybe you got a little more risk than you should. How do I find you to get the risk out of my retirement portfolio, Philip?
1: Yeah, then give us a call at 863 382 0037 and check out our website at com, and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM.
0: And back here again tomorrow morning to tell you what all happened this afternoon, because it probably will be interesting. You have a good day, sir.
1: All right, man. Take care.
0: Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. And
1: folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Hope your November goes well. Join us again tomorrow. Take care. Bye now.